Hello, and welcome to StudyCast number two, where we are going to get you ready for your government test. The Revolutionary War was ended by the document called the Treaty of Paris. You all remember us talking about that when we talked about the end of the Revolutionary War. The document that was created before the Revolutionary War that gave us our independence from Britain was called the, none other than the Declaration of Independence. And remember that that was signed on July 4th. 1776. Now, another important thing to remember was the first government of the United States, and that was the Articles of Confederation. And if you remember us talking about the Articles of Confederation, they were not very strong, and that's why they had to meet and make the Constitution. So that gave us a democracy for our government. And what is a democracy? We talked about that, and a democracy is a government for the people and by the people. And because we have freedom, U.S. citizens are allowed to say and believe what they want to. They have the right to do those things. Rules and laws are designed to establish and maintain order. Without rules and laws, it would be chaos. The federal government is, of course, the judicial legislative, and executive branches that we have learned so much about these last few weeks. The U.S. Constitution provides a structure for the federal government. Democratic governments exist to serve the wants and needs of the people. And the level of government that has the greatest authority is, of course, the federal government. If you were given a parking ticket, you would have to report to your city court. That would not go all the way to the Supreme Court. Ha ha. The Remember when we talked about the Articles of Confederation and we talked about how they were not very strong, so they had to call the Constitutional Convention to revise those, and then they ultimately threw them out and drafted the Constitution. And one of the most important parts of the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. Another important thing we talked about was roles, and people have roles in society. So one of my roles is a teacher, and I also have a role as a member of my community. So your role in our classroom would be to pay attention and study. That's one of your roles. We also have responsibilities. So one of your responsibilities in our classroom would be to do your homework. And a responsibility of a citizen in a state would be voting. Sometimes we think of voting as a right, but it's actually a responsibility. If you will remember throughout this unit, Ms. Hampton and I both have really, really hounded you about the differences between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And one thing we really want you to remember is they're not the same thing. Now, if we were going to compare these two documents, really the only way that they are alike is that they are two very important documents, but they are very different. The Declaration of Independence, if you remember, brought us into the Revolutionary War. It gave us our independence and our freedom from Britain. However, the Constitution guaranteed our freedoms as citizens and provided the structure for our government. And if you will remember when we talked about democracy 
and why our form of government is considered a democracy, it is because our government allows people to vote. It is a government for the people and by the people. And because you have the right to vote, it makes us have freedom. And that creates a democracy. One of the most important parts of the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. And in this Bill of Rights, they several of your rights are outlined, like freedom of religion, freedom of the press, the right to bear arms. And each of these are very important to our government as a democracy because that's what democracy is, government for the people, by the people. So this gives us our freedom. Then, if you will remember us talking about the levels of government, the levels of government are very specific. We've talked a lot about the federal government, the top level of government, that gives us federal laws, regulations that apply to everyone in the United States. And the leader of the executive branch on the federal level of government is the president. Then we have the second level, which is the state. The state government gives us state laws and regulations that apply to everyone in Kentucky. And the leader of that executive branch at that level is the governor. Then you have your local government who has... Um, local laws that you have to obey. If you get a traffic ticket, they take care of schools, things like that. Those are, and the leader of that is the mayor. Now let's go back to that Bill of Rights one more time. If we think about Martin Luther King Jr., which I know you all have read and heard a lot about, when he was making his famous I Have a Dream speech, do you know which amendment right from the Bill of Rights that he was demonstrating? If you said Amendment 1, the freedom of speech, then you are correct. The three branches of government, what it's all about, the federal level of government, and the three branches of government. You are going to have to know for this test tomorrow the three branches of government, the members of each, and the main responsibilities of these branches. And if you remember the tree that we made, that's exactly what you put on the tree. Each branch was a branch of government, and then there were clusters of leaves on each branch that were the members of each branch, their responsibilities, and the key powers. What a neat activity to really visualize what to do with the branches of government. So let's go over just for a second each branch and the main responsibilities and members of each branch. So if we start at the top, and we'll start with the executive branch, which would be the key members of this branch is the president, the vice president, and his cabinet. Now, if you can think about some of the responsibilities that they have, you would be thinking about their main responsibility, which is to execute the laws that are made by Congress. So that means that they carry the laws out and they take the laws, and make sure that they're running properly. Remember that the president also has the power to veto laws by signing them or signing bills, and then they won't become laws. Then, bringing us to our next branch, which is the legislative branch, which is Congress. And Congress is made up of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Remember that 
The House of Representatives is determined by the size and population of a state, and the Senate, each state has two senators. So there's a hundred senators in all in Congress. And if you will remember when they did this, it was during the Constitutional Convention because there was a big disagreement among the states about how many representatives each state should have, and this was their compromise. And the main responsibility of Congress is to make laws. That's what, the, that's what Congress does. The President cannot make laws. This has to be done by Congress. And Congress has the power also to impeach a president. They have the power to make um, treaties with other countries. Congress is the only body that can declare war. The president cannot declare war. Only Congress can do that. And that brings us to the judicial branch. The judicial branch is very important. It's compromised of the Supreme Court members. Now, remember, Supreme Court justices are on there until they die. So most of them are older, or until they retire, of course. But most of them stay on there for a very long term. And that is the highest court in our nation. And the responsibility of the judicial branch is to interpret the laws. They decide if laws passed by Congress are constitutional. And if they decide that any law goes against the Constitution, then they have the power to throw that law out and it cannot be a law any longer. Thank you for listening to this study cast. I really think that you will find it beneficial as you take your test tomorrow. Be prepared in taking your test to answer 26 questions, which are multiple choice, short answer, and extended response. So it's not going to be all multiple choice. There is going to be some writing portions on this test. Good luck! And that was Miss Hampton wishing you good luck on your test. Happy studying! <laughs>